Whatever you're saving up for. A CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 5.50% APY on an 8-month CD special or 5.00% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the best ever Big Mac burger. Take it away, Hamburglar. Bravo, bravo. He said, there's more special sauce in every bite. Rubble, rubble. He said, rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble indeed, my friend. Try the juicier Big Mac and get 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Comparison to prior classic burgers, limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid once per day. Excludes tax. Must be opted into rewards. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thank you so very much for joining another adventure in the spirit. I'm your host, Jared Lasky. I want to encourage you guys to jump in, opt into our three secrets to dialogue with the wonderful Holy Spirit. We've been seeing him moving in grace and in power through this program. People receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit receive their healing. Um, people receiving salvation around the world. It's just exciting what the Holy Spirit is doing. And I also want to encourage you guys, I have a members-only podcast called Spirit Empowered Living with Jared and Rochelle Lasky, where you'll receive revelational and biblical instruction on prophecy, how to hear God's voice prophesy, on deliverance, on the end times, on a number of different topics. And the funds for that go into rescuing sex trafficking victims and feeding the poor around the world. So, uh, Please check out the link for that for Spirit Empowered Living with Jared Lasky. Guys, I'm excited because today I'm talking about God and money. And this is something that we've never really discussed before. But I've got my new friend, Jamie Luce, who's our very special guest, who has uh, personal experience and insights into God and money and faith. I'm sure will encourage you because we're living in these times where we need to know what the biblical understanding is, what the faith understanding is, and also uh, be wise stewards. So I want to read to you guys. Uh, Jamie's bio here real quick. She's an author, blogger, podcaster, speaker, and a monthly contributor to Charisma Magazine Online. She's attended the King's University in South Lake, Lake Texas, so I'm pretty sure she knows some of my friends like Dr. Cole and Julie Cole and others. Uh, she had studies in biblical and theological studies, and her constant endeavor in every mode of communication is, is to encourage and strengthen the body of Christ through the power of God's word. And her website is jamieluce.com. And you could reach her mail at jamieluce.com. So please help me welcome Jamie to Adventures in the Spirit. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. This is a great opportunity to share with you. It was a pleasure getting to meet you on another podcast. So this is really neat that we get to do this. 
<laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's exciting. We were both on Jonathan Feldstein's podcast. He's a future guest here real soon. You, me, and Tony Myers. And um, we, we just had an incredible time. And, you know, you've got a, con a connection. I think you'd said that your son served in the Marine Corps. So tell him Semperfy. I was <laughs> He's actually in the Army, but. Oh, the Army. Well, either yeah. way, Semperfy. I was in Second Battalion, <laughs> 8th Marines. Yeah. But, but Jenny, I do have an uncle, though, who served in, in as a Marine. So that, that's okay. We've oh, then it's for all forgiven now. Yeah. <laughs> but Jamie, can you share your story, uh, you know, your journey of faith and what God has you currently doing? Wow. Okay. So I have quite a, an extensive story, but I'll keep it short. I, I was raised in a wonderful Christian home. Um, but in my teenage years, um, I just made some really stupid decisions. It was, it wasn't intentional to, to kind of veer from the path that the, I, of the Lord and knowing what he had for my life. But, um, I just, I don't know. I just kind of squandered a little bit in, in my knowledge, my lack of knowledge at that age and made some poor decisions, ended up, um, and as a single mom and, um, went through, some really difficult years, some very, very trying years. And at that point in my life, it was really where the testing and the finances, actually, the lesson of finance and trusting the Lord in finance came about. I had, you know, my life was turned around, so to speak, and it was no longer where I was, but I was now left with the fallout. I was living in the fallout of the decisions I had made. And uh, then the Lord was so good to me, brought to me my husband now of 28 and a half years. And he was kind of like me. He had grown up in the Lord. Uh, his father was a minister of sorts, kind of like a, a, an evangelist going around. Tent meetings were huge back then. And so his dad was all over the place in tents. And, um, but he spent 10 years away from the Lord as well and had his own mess that his life had, had brought. And God brought us together, which we just think is kind of funny, and set our course in a completely different direction, just really showed his beauty of redemption in our lives and set us on a different course. And within a very short amount of time, um, because his heart and my heart both have always been to give, we're, we're, we love to give. And that's, you know, there's a gift, of course, the scripture talks about there's a gift of giving, but there's also an understanding of what God has done for us. And you just feel compelled to do what you can to, to give back, to, to, to say thank you, to further his kingdom and to do something for him. And giving is one of those ways. So um, we ended up on a path of faith and finance and bought a company. Um, and it was a miraculous purchase. My husband had worked for the company for several years and felt like the Lord was saying, you have to buy it. And we're like, we have no money. How are you going to buy a company with no money? You know, and we just said, yes, what Lord, whatever you want us to do, we'll say yes. And he took us on quite the journey and did the impossible. And we bought, um, a $52 million company wow. with with almost nothing. I mean, literally with almost, with almost no dollars. So, um, God knows what he's doing. If we'll be willing to say yes and, and follow his instructions and walk in obedience. And, um, we've seen him do that over and over again. We now own a couple of different companies. God then led me into doing what we're doing now of writing the book and starting a podcast. And it's just been a wonderful journey of, 
what does he have next? What's in store? So this is where we are now. Well, that's exciting. You, you mentioned something about being obedient, but also saying yes to God. When sometimes we tend to be like, wow, this is a huge endeavor. Mm-hmm. How can we accomplish this? You know, a friend of mine had said, Jared, if you're going on a mission or whatever God's called you to do, whether it's to start a company or whatever, he's like, and God tells you to do it, you say yes, and he will provide, you know, uh, and that that's the truth. I know I've led missions teams and people that say they said, Jared, I have no money, but it's like, well, start throwing it out there. You know, oftentimes you could see their call to short-term missions or even long-term missions because the money just comes in like overnight and it's a financial miracle. So can you share some of those stories uh, from your personal experience, how you said yes to God obeyed and then he provided? Sure. You know, the very first, um, it was a momentous decision in my life. And it's while I was a single mother, I was at church one evening and it was time for the offering. And I knew I needed to pay tithe that night. And I had $30 to my name. I had two children. I needed to buy diapers. I needed formula. I needed uh, to pay. My insurance was due for my car. I needed gas in the car. And my job was a 50 mile away job. So gas was imperative for me to get to my job. I knew I had enough gas that night to get home. And I thought, okay, Lord, I have $30. I owe in tithe. That's what I have to my name. That's what I owe. And I literally sat in that pew and cried and thought, I, ha- I don't have enough to take care of my kids. And I went through this turmoil of God, don't you know, don't you see where I'm at? How, can, how am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to give to you this money? And I, I can't pay the bills and I can't feed my babies and I can't. And it was just this horrible struggle. And at the end of, you know, your brain can go so much faster than what time is going. I don't know how much time passed in the midst of listening to him prepare to take the offering and them actually coming. But I just said, okay. I just said, Lord, I trust you. I, this makes no sense to me, but I know you're real. I know you're, I know you'll take care of me. And I wrote the check for the last $30 and put it in the offering with tears running down my face. I got home that night and uh, went to bed, literally cried myself to sleep that night thinking, I don't even know how I'm going to get to work tomorrow. There's no gas for my car. I don't know what to do. And at the time I was even staying with my parents trying to save. I mean, that was as much money as I had with help, you know, having a place to stay. And I got up, got dressed almost in zombie mode, like, like this isn't really happening and, and ignoring the problem as if I could get to work and I'm ready to head to the car. And I hear my mother's voice and she had just woke up and come downstairs and she said, Jamie, wait a minute, wait a minute. And so I wait for her to come down and she says, I almost forgot last night, someone at church who says they want to remain anonymous said the Lord told them during the offering to give this to you. And I open it up and it's a check for a hundred dollars. Wow. I immediately burst into tears and I knew, wow, Lord, you not only saw me, but at the very moment that I made the decision to trust you, you had the provision ready for me. It was such a lesson that I took it from that day. I have never, ever questioned. I mean, I had always grown up knowing about tithing. I never, I, I was in, raised in a Christian home and family who did that. 
And I would tithe on my birthday money. I would tithe on everything as a kid. I always did it. But when it came crunch time, when, when it was, when it was real, when the need was real, it was, it was more than just a habit. It, it had to be a decision of, I really do trust you when this does not make sense. And from that point on, it didn't matter. Somehow it broke something in me and it didn't matter what the need was or how much we needed. I knew that if God said it, he means it and he's going to take care of it. And it settled it for me. My husband was really the same way. He just always knew if God says, yes, it's up to him. We'll do, we'll do what we can do. Um, it's, it's really the story of the disciples with not enough feet, uh, food to feed all these thousands and thousands of people. And he says, what do you have? I mean, all they had were a few fish and loaves. And yet he, it was enough. You give to the Lord what you have. You say, yes, you follow the instructions, sit everybody down, do what I tell you to do. And he'll make it the way. It's amazing what he can do with nothing, but he does. It's, it's the widow when um, she has a debt and they're going to come take her sons. And Elijah says, what do you have? All I have is this oil, a little oil. Okay, well, let's work with what you've got, you know, and, and totally brings about the miracle and freedom for their life. Moses, what do you have? I, I can't do this, God. I don't have anything. Well, what's in your hand? I have a stick. I've got my stick. And God says, okay, throw that stick down. Let me show you what that stick can do. And so God will use what we have if we're willing to say yes and give it to him. I mean, that's the miracle power of what God does. Like I said, we bought a, a company that way. We bought our home that way. We bought more than one home that way. Not having the money. I have a phenomenal story. I don't want to keep talking, but I have. He provided $50,000 of down payment by a mistake. We, we did not have the money. And literally, my husband calls me, close of escrow, and says, there's a check on my desk for $50,000. <laughs> it's like, how is this a possible, this, how is this happening? And we found out later they made a mistake and then apologized for the mistake and said, you know what? If this was our mistake, we feel terrible. What we'll do is just subsequently over the next few months, we'll just take a little bit more out of your paycheck if that's okay. And we'll just pay it off until it's done, if that's all right. <laughs> yes, that's perfect. We needed the money today. And that's, I mean, he does it over and over again. We haven't run out of things that we've needed and he has not run out of ways to, to take care of that need. Oh, that is so awesome. I love that story. You can hear God's voice and prophesy. Every person with the Spirit of God living in them can be used by God for entry-level prophecy. Entry-level prophecy is the starting point of an incredible adventure in hearing God's voice and prophesying. Prophecy encourages, comforts, and edifies people. And our heart is to equip and educate you to hear God and prophesy, walking it out as a lifestyle. And that's why we created Entry-Level Prophecy eCourse on CharismaCourses.com. Through this powerful e-course, you will be equipped to hear God and to prophesy. You will gain the necessary biblical understanding needed to take a step of faith and speak what you hear God saying to see people encouraged, comforted, and edified. In this course, you'll learn about the fruit of the Spirit, 
the character traits of God, how to receive and deliver a prophecy, how to judge a prophecy, and what foundation you need to prophesy, and what heart motivations are necessary to prophesy. When you enroll in this e-course, you'll also have access to bonus materials and our live coaching sessions. Go to charismacourses.com to purchase entry-level prophecy and learn how to hear God's voice and prophesy. You know, uh, my wife and I have just, we've, we've learned, known over the years to be faithful in the, the little things and God will give us more. You know, yeah. I know some Christians, the whole tithing thing is debated, right? People don't like to talk about these things. Okay. No, and, don't. you know, I personally think like, Hey, you know, like for some reason I've, I've been a pastor, uh, People think it's their business how much the pastors get paid. I personally, they, they want to make sure that the pastor, they, they feel like they need to give the pastor a hand up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they want the pastor to not make just as much as them. But for me, I'm like, it, it's between the board, it's between the constituents, it's nobody else's business. That's my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. What, however God wants to bless people, that's their thing. If, if people have businesses on the side, hey, go for it, right? Yeah, There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But again, yeah. it's a hotly debated discussion and people don't like that word yeah. tithe. I personally mm-hmm. think that the, the tithe is the beginning stage it you know and, and and i get it if some people can't ha, don't have the faith for that hey make baby steps towards it but i believe that tithing is the floor not the ceiling right of generosity right. because it'd be great to you know for all the missions need all the people reaching out who, who need help it'd be great to just write a check you know but i i know that god loves to bless his kids so that we bless others that's in the abrahamic covenant Right. So, you know, I do want to hear some more stories as to how God provided, especially, you know, the story of, of your businesses and you're mm-hmm. also in the ministry. So you're able to, you know, bounce, you know, have one foot in both of those worlds. So can you share that? Right. Yeah. And I, and I kind of want to address too, before I share another story about what you just said, tithing is the, it, it's like a marriage relationship. I can, like, I, I know Joel Luce, who is now my husband, but just by knowing him, I had no real access to him. I had no, um, no benefit from him until we married. When we married, everything I had became his, everything he had became mine. I no longer had to bear that burden by myself. We were now in covenant with one another. And what people don't understand in tithing, it's the example I like to use that if I had a hundred dollar bill and I said, Hey, Jared, hold on to this for me for a minute. So, you know, I give that to you. We walk away. We do whatever later. I say, Hey, can you hand me that money back? And you hand me the hundred back. You didn't just give me a hundred dollars. You returned to me my hundred dollars. Well, scripture is clear that the earth in the fullness of it is God's everything belongs to him. There's not one thing we have that we have provided for ourselves. I know we like to think we have, but we make something from something. Whatever we're doing comes from the gifts that God has given us, from the ability, from the strength, everything comes from him. So when he says, I'm expecting the tithe, he's saying, I'm asking you to return to me the first part of what I've given you. And in in exchange, because of that covenant, I am now responsible, the Lord, meaning that he's responsible now 
to protect my finances, to make sure that I'm not robbed from the enemy in my finances, to make sure that the windows of heaven are open, that blessing is being poured out on me so much that I don't have room to receive it. Now, if that's something new you don't want, fine, but I want that. I, I don't want the enemy to um, be able to, you know, all of a sudden I've got a little saved up and then my car breaks down and that very little that I saved up, now I got to spend it over here and and now I need a new refrigerator and, and now the kids need braces and all of a sudden there's these things that I don't have the finances for it. He's promised us that if we will come into covenant with him in our finances, that the enemy has no legal right to enter in and hurt and take and rob from us in our finances. So I look at it as even so much more. It, I need protection. I want blessing. I want abundance. And then he tells us to bring that tide into the storehouse. The reason he said that was because his whole heart for the whole tribe of Levi was everybody got an inheritance but them. He said, their inheritance is me. Well, what, what, that he would take care of their needs. He was their inheritance. Well, the tithe was the means for God to say, that's my portion. I tell everybody to bring the tithe to me. That's mine. Now, when they come in, I'm now taking care of them. Though that portion is theirs. Pastors are supposed to be cared for by the tithes that come in. It, it sh that's a no-brainer. God says, that's mine, and I'm taking care of them. I'm paying them. It's not anybody's business. God gets to give them as much as he wants to give and take care of them because they said yes to the call to, to be the one responsible to shepherd his people whom he dearly cares for. I mean, it should be a privilege of ours to be able to help in that endeavor, to help God help us. I mean, that's the way I see that. So you're absolutely right. I don't know why it's a, it's a touchy subject, but to me, it's blessing on every side. Um, but I'd like to kind of, you know, the story of my husband buying our company um, is one that really surprises people. To this day, when he explains that to business people, what God did, they, they're blown away every time. They don't get it. They don't understand how that can happen. It's, it truly was a miracle, but in a, to, to make a long story short, um, it came down to the last wire where we needed to be able to not just have the money to buy it, which meant we said, okay, Lord, what does that mean? And he had my husband go on what they call the road show, you know, go out and get some investors uh -huh. and the investment he got that God gave him at the 11th hour was someone who didn't want any control. My husband had 100% control, which was what he told the Lord. Okay. If I'm going to do with this company, what you want me to do with this company, if you want me to use funds from this company to be able to build the kingdom of God, I can't have an investor telling me what I can spend and what I can't spend, where I can spend it and where I can't spend it. I have to retain 100% control. And so that was, he ended up with what they call an all debt deal. They basically just gave him the money, like going to a bank and getting the money. It was unheard of. People don't know how he got that to begin with. That was the first miracle. But then at the very last moment, this was a family owned company at the time that we purchased it. And the owner was talking to his tax man and realized this 
deal at the very last moment was going to cost him $3 million more than he was, he wasn't expecting that. And that was not okay to him. And he was almost ready to throw the deal out the, out the door. And he laid the task on my husband. Basically, if you want to save it, you got to come up with $3 million more million so that I can not have to worry about this tax that I'm going to have to pay. And my husband's like, I don't have $3 million. Like, what, what am I going to do with this? You know, all the deals up to this point have been, there's, that's done and, and over with. We're just waiting to pull the trigger on this. And he went home that night and he's crying out to God. And, and this whole process was bathed in prayer and so many things of obedience. But at that point, he just knew the Lord was basically saying, just relook at everything. Just, just look at it all again. So he literally put the paperwork out all over the floor. He's looking at everything. And all of a sudden he sees what, what, would be kind of hidden, I guess. You wouldn't know to look there other than the Holy Spirit opened his eyes to see it. But he recognized three different pieces of, um, they're just assets, just assets that the owner had in the company that would be passing to him. And as he looked at those assets, he realized, wait a minute, if we kind of moved this here and shifted this here and did this here, that totals $3 million. And so he went back the next morning when they literally thought that he was walking in to say, I guess the deal is not going to happen. He walks in and says to the owner's son, well, I think I have the answer. And he says, you do not have the answer. I mean, the, he says, yeah, I think I do. And explained it to him real quick. And he goes running down the hall to his dad because they all wanted the deal to happen. They knew dad was not going to do the deal. And when they went in and explained it all, the room kind of erupts in happy, joyous, I can't believe this is going to happen. And they closed the deal. And, and to the penny, which I'm leaving out this whole other thing because it would take too long to explain, but the Lord had told my husband for years before we even started the process, he kept giving him the number 21 million, 21 million, 21 million. He didn't even know what that was for. He'd wake up even in the night to go to the restroom. And he'd hear 21 million. He's like, what? I mean, he felt like he was going crazy. Why do I keep hearing 21 million? He wouldn't hear anything else but the number, just 21 million. We ended up closing that deal for $21 million. And I mean, it was to, God did everything from start to finish, every detail that God had said would happen, happened. And it was just us having to walk out in faith, you know, scary obedience. You're just doing it afraid. You know, my husband loves, there's a little book Joyce Meyer put out called Do It Afraid. And that's kind of his mantra. He had read that little book and realized no matter how scary it looks, no matter, you need faith, yes. But just keep doing it. Don't let fear stop you. Just do it afraid. And so that's been the journey that we've been on. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And yeah. so um, I haven't had the opportunity to get a copy of your book, but I did go to your website, downloaded the free chapter of your book. Yeah. You don't need money, you need God. So can you share kind of that process of what that book is about, knowing yeah. that people out there need to know these principles? Yes. So, you know, and I haven't even tapped into the fact that sometimes God really asks you to give big. You, you said it, that there's tithing is just the beginning. And I'm sitting in a home that we now own because God told us to give an extravagant offering. And we did. And within a month's time, all of a sudden, we're able to do something we could not do. So 
Um, but the book is really, I call it a playbook for miraculous provision because so many times the missing element, you, you can read lots of books and they're great, get them, take information, gain wisdom, that's good for us to do, um, just having to do with finances. But when it comes to godly things, I always would get so frustrated at the end and say, okay, but how do I practically do this in my life? What does this translate to for me? And so I wanted to give people literally what we were facing in detail, tell you what I call the play call, like in sports, this is the play we're going to call to make sure and say yes to God in this. And I explain what that is, what we endeavored to do. And then I break down all the biblical passages that God wanted me to share in the principles about that, doing that, about carrying that out in your life, what that looks like, where we got that in scripture. These are not just, you know, money schemes or, or financial, to the, uh, what you should know about money. It's what does God say about the principle behind it? If I can understand the principle behind it, I can use that not just in my finances. I can use that when I'm in a battle, when I don't know what to do in a circumstance in my life. I can remember what God said he would do. And I can take those principles and apply them in any, any area of my life. We specifically tell you all the times we needed finances. But what's so surprising and what I love about it is that he may do something and ask me to do something that's not financial at all. And he did that many times with us. It was just literally that obedience. God says, go here, talk to this person. Okay. Yeah. All of a sudden you get a phone call and you know, the Lord connected you to that person. And that person was the avenue that God was going to take you to get to the thing you needed. He makes connections. He teaches us how to, one of my favorite stories in there is how God had us anoint our first home that we bought on a flyer. He it was sold, the home was sold, and he told me to anoint the flyer. And I, that sounds crazy. Like, what good is anointing a flyer going to do? And it was the process that God led us through to, to providing the home that he promised us. And so it, it's, a, it's more than a, a money about or a book about money. It's really a book about God. It's really about why you need him more than you need the money. Money is the, you know, in, in the United States, at least money is right up there with oxygen, <laughs> you know, to survive. We need money there. And God knows that, but he's saying, but you need me in order to help you either find the money or do it without the money or have the connection that leads you to the money, it's he's the source. He's always our source. So no matter how much money you need, no matter what the circumstance calls for, God is always the answer. And that's really what the book is about. I love that. Um, just real quick, a principle I've learned is to also be specific in prayer. And that, that has to do with, you know, principles of prophesying, of praying, healing over people. There's a step of faith that needs to be done rather than just saying, Lord, if it be thy will heal this person. It's like, now that, you know, we, we command the body, you know, and then we have them take a step of faith. Right. You know, I, I've learned to be specific, even praying about money, whatever right. the need might be. We, we were landlords. We'd had this rental property. And it was time for us to move and also sell this property. So we'd sold two houses, but for the rental property and even, even for our main home, it's like we prayed specifically to receive a certain amount. 
And for the rental property, I was like, I told my wife, I was like, Rochelle, I'm going to pray that we push the market, but also that we get 10,000 above that. And that we receive this during the first offer. Sure enough, that's exactly what God did. Yeah. And we're relying on him. We're praying for him. But, you know, we put, you know, anyway, that was just an exciting financial miracle for us. So what, what do you have any insights on that? Do you think that that's got to be specific? Absolutely. In fact, one of the stories in the book is a story that my mother t- uh, tells. I co-authored it with her because she had so many stories as well. I said, we've got to put them all in there. And it was really her mantra. This is what she would always say. You don't need money. I'm looking down because I'm looking at the book. But anyway, <laughs> you don't need money. You just need God. And she would say that all the time. So we, this was kind of our, our little saying around the house. And um, they were buying, they needed to buy a home. It was time to buy a bigger ho- a house. We were all getting large. We were, you know, teenagers now. We needed more room. They're just, we just needed space. And they had to sell their home and then buy a home. And at the time, they didn't have the extra funds, and they heard, she heard in prayer, the Lord said, I want you to sell your house by owner. And she's like, I don't know how to do that. What about the paperwork? What about, like, to save that money, whatever the, the extra costs are for having to pay the attorney, or the attorney, to the real estate agent. So she says okay to the Lord. He let her. He told her, go get your old house paperwork out, because she kept everything. He said, just imitate what you see and escrow will take care of the legal stuff so she said okay and she did she did what she could see and in the end escrow took care of the other stuff but she knew when they were selling the home that god told her well she they sold it for what they thought they could get for it when she agreed to it with the man the lord kind of spoke to my mom because she didn't have joy she couldn't understand well we sold it why don't i have any joy And it didn't make sense to her. So as she prayed, the Lord said, you didn't ask enough. And so then she changed. She said, Lord, what am I supposed to do? I said yes to this person to buy the house. And you're telling me I didn't do it for the right dollar amount. And he said, I want, because he wanted to bless her. Here she didn't have the money to do this. And he was going to show her and then bless her with more. So she asked him, okay, what is the amount? And then the Lord told her, now call the man back she thought the deal was dead in the water. Like who's going to, you're not going to come back and say, okay, you know, we said yes, but we're going to say no now. And now we want you to pay more. I mean, who does that? (laughs) You know? And she called the man back. And after a pause, he said, okay, I can do that. And he went ahead and agreed to the higher price. Then in buying the house, they prayed and the Lord said, you don't pay a penny over this amount of money when you buy that house. And they're thinking, okay, Well, they found the house. God did a miracle in finding the house. And then when they were going through the bargaining, the people wouldn't come down. They were $2,000 off. Only two. Now, in your logical mind, people want to go to the logic. They want to go to the natural. They don't want to stay in the realm of the spirit. And in your natural man, you'd say over a 30-year loan, $2,000 is not going to be that big of a deal. Take the offer. Like, who doesn't want to take the offer? And they knew God said, don't you spend a penny over this amount of money. So they had to call the realtor, their realtor back and say, we just can't. This is, the, this is our top dollar. We cannot pay a penny over this. We're going to have to let the house go. And they hung up the phone. My mom burst into tears. That was the house she wanted. She didn't understand. She was obeying God. And then they get a phone call back from their realtor. And the realtor says, I don't usually do this, 
and I know this is your house. I don't know how to explain that. I just know you're supposed to have this house. He wasn't a believer, so he didn't understand any of this. He said, so I'm going to pay the $2,000 out of my commission to make the difference. Wow. <laughs> so God gave him the house for the exact amount. We are to declare when you know what God is wanting to do for you, or even if you just in faith are saying, God, I have faith for that. We have to be able to say, God, you're big enough. I believe you and declare those things and go ahead and walk them out by faith. Let him do what we know he's able to do. I, I totally, am, I love that you did that. I mean, that's the kind of story that we put in the book. That this is what we say God will do. He will do what we can't do. Well, awesome. So now that we're, you know, our faith has increased from the stories here and we've learned some of these biblical principles. Can you pray impartation for our listeners to step into obedience and a faith walk, an incredible adventure with the Holy Spirit, and also to be blessed to be a blessing. Yes. Wow. Well, to your listeners, I, I let me just say, no matter what you face, God is enough. And, and we do. The scripture says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we lay hold today, Father, knowing it is your desire through your manifested word. Your scriptures are your manifested will for us. That is your desire for us. And we know that because of what you have said in your word, it is your desire for us to be blessed to have an abundance in order to be able to do what you've called us to do and further your kingdom. God, I right now release to every listener, not only a faith, but a desire to see you do far more than you have ever done in each one of their lives to date, that you have something so much higher, better, stronger, further for them to do, to go, to be a part of. God, we lay hold of it right now in faith. We say we accept increased faith today. We receive faith in the name of Jesus. We build ourselves up on our most holy faith. That's what your word says. And Lord, we release right now, not only the ability to give, but to see what the spirit wants us to give into and to watch how God uses that to increase our lives. You tell us, Lord, that we are to lengthen our, our cords and strengthen our stakes, that you are increasing us. And today I speak increase over your people. I thank you that as they are willing to be obedient servants, they will, just like Jesus did, receive instruction and then watch the Spirit of God manifest the answers to those requests. We give you all the praise and all the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. While you were praying, the Lord just kind of showed me a picture of angels coming down, being released, ministering to people and releasing uh, the finances that from heaven, from heaven. I mean, some people may have these barriers or demonic assaults that have withheld some of these things, yes. but I saw the angels breaking them apart and the abundance of God coming down upon them. So if that's you, while you're listening into this, if something happens within the next week or two weeks of you listening to this, reach out to us 
you can email info at fireborneministries.com. Give us your testimony. But also, Jamie, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you and also share with you what God did while listening in? Uh, that would be through email. I would love to hear the testimonies. Uh, my email address is mail at jamieluce.com. You can get to also to that from my website, jamieluce.com. So just, you know, even the book, you can get the book there if you're interested in the book. And you could also um, go to you don't need money, you just need God.com. And that will take you to a portion on my website as well. So any way that you remember it, we, we'll get we'll get that in there. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being my special guest on Adventures in the Spirit. I want to encourage everybody to share this episode with someone you know that needs to have the encouragement from my friend, Jamie Luce. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com, and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.